0: It's time for Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We're really glad you're joining our conversation.
1: This series on repairing torn hearts and relationships has been so popular that we've decided to extend it.
0: We've found that the heart of healthy relationships is empathy. Everybody needs to feel understood and cared for.
1: When there's been hurt feelings or conflict, we especially need to give and receive empathy. Empathy is the way to repair a relational tear.
0: If you haven't subscribed to Soul Talks yet, we hope you'll go on your phone's podcast app or iTunes and get connected. And while you're there, we'd appreciate it if you give us a star rating and a comment. Well, Bill, we were downstairs in the kitchen enjoying some chocolate chip oatmeal cookies. And... Those were
1: good. Thanks for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it reminded me when we were down there with our kids last weekend and they were telling us about uh, their really special friend to our daughters and son, Tori in San Diego, and how she listens to our podcast all the time in the car.
1: Hey, Tori. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Tori.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I was thinking, Tori's so fun. Yeah, we love Tori. We feel so honored she listens to us. And all of you that are listening, thank you.
1: We love hearing from you. Keep sending those those emails and those messages on Facebook and let us know what you want us to talk about.
0: Yeah. So we were talking over cookies and I thanked you. I said, thank you for not turning your back on me and not abandoning me and not getting angry at me tonight when I was in a pit swirling down pretty deep in some really strong emotions.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you, you trusted me and uh, we got to talk that through. And, you know, it was a, a God- Experience there. The grace of the Lord was with us and helping us. And so, yeah, we thought we'd share with you, our listening audience here, about emotional cutoffs and how much they hurt. Yeah. And this is a uh, something that we all experience in our relationships, often uh, beginning in our childhood and our families, uh, in, in a variety of relationships, uh, marriage, friendship, uh, work relationships. Uh, it's a, a common thing that there would be friction between people or that there would be. Uh, so one or the other is having some emotions that come up and it's like, okay, what do we do then? And so often what we do is we cut off. Mm-hmm. Maybe the person that's having the feelings just shuts down, yeah. which sometimes it's not safe and you need to kind of pack it up and, and share it with someone who is safe for you. But a lot of times it could be safe and the person is hurting shuts it down or the other person gets uncomfortable or maybe, you know, a word is said by one or the other, and then they just shut it down, avoid the issue, go their separate ways. And of course, we see this all the time in the movies, too.
0: Yeah, it's often just, <laughs> we're watching a movie, and you're like, don't walk away, don't walk away, <laughs> because you know it's going to happen. They, yep. they walk away from the person that's really hurting, really upset, and they abandon them.
1: Yeah, maybe there's a comment mm-hmm. that's more or less caring, but they rarely show the dialogue and the, the empathy and the, the caring and emotional holding. And so we don't get to see the working through of issues and how, what life and intimacy really look like, how it mm-hmm. works. Yeah. Yeah, and the Bible has a lot to say about this. You know, this Bible is a love book. It's all about relationships, our relationship with God and our relationships with each other. The two are very much intertwined. And so a great example is uh, Paul teaching us in Ephesians 4, verses one to three, and just think about how what he's talking about here is our subject, that emotional cutoffs hurt. And there's another way of really tuning into each other with concern and care and compassion. He says, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And he goes on to talk about God being a Trinity and and the unity and bond within God himself and his his nature, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so these words are calling us to a different quality of life and connection that is so countercultural.
0: Yeah, it really is and it's really helpful that you are able to to see that in the scripture and think deeply, longly and practically and applicationally about that.
1: Oh, well, Paul's a master psychologist, you know, a chip off the old block <laughs> off of the carpenter's block, Jesus, you know, the ultimate master psychologist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, you just need to read the Bible that way, you know, the Psalms Uh, the Gospels and Epistles especially, but just, you know, read those like, okay, God really understands people. He's our creator.
0: Yeah. I can miss a lot of his wisdom and loving instruction when I'm not reading it that way.
1: Yeah. So what does it look like to be patient and gentle and, and bear with one another in love and keep the unity of the bond of the spirit?
0: Well, so tonight at dinner, we're talking, we're reconnecting. I'd been away a couple of days and you were filling me in on a conversation you'd had with one of our board members and something that you said, I just all of a sudden started having a lot of emotions about. And I was trying to be brave and not show them and not react to them and just to be rational and to be positive. And and yet I could find that I was having some emotions that were increasing for me. So I after dinner, I went away to get the vacuum. I was going to vacuum the laundry room because I'd been gone. It needed doing. And I just started to notice that I just was getting really depressed and really sad and really upset. And I was like, wow, this, this is really triggering me, what <laughs> you and shared. And,
1: yeah, and I, I noticed, too. Of course, I noticed you walk away uh, from the conversation that we were having. But I, I also noticed just the light went out of your eyes. Mm-hmm. The shine went off of your face. And your spirit just started to sink. Yeah. I could tell that you were plunging.
0: I was plunging fast and hard. Yeah. And, and I so became I became very
1: concerned.
0: I was wanting to cut off myself. And that's part of what I think I was doing with going in, getting the vacuum. You know, I was thinking, get busy, distract, mm-hmm. get something done, clean up this mess right here on the floor. <laughs> right. Something you can <laughs> yeah, control and that. fix. Yeah. Right. Because I can't clean up this mess I'm feeling inside. And mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to cut off from it, and you came, and you noticed it, and you said, you know, well, first, you actually didn't say anything. You just stood there, and then I finally said to you, I, I'm, I'm having emotions that don't agree with what I said to you at dinner that show I'm not okay with this.
1: What did you see in my face as I stood there? What did you see in my body? Because there'd be different ways of standing there, wouldn't there?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you were relaxed, and you were, you'd given me space, but it was clear that you wanted you you were wanting to be with me and to know what I was feeling and to connect and, and to provide a safe space for me to share my my thoughts and my feelings.
1: Well, I'm good. I'm glad that even my, my body and uh, facial demeanor communicated that to you.
0: Yeah, but I was spiraling into shame so fast that mm-hmm. I actually wasn't able to look at you very clearly. Like, I couldn't look you in the eye. I couldn't attend yeah. too much to... How you looked because I I just was so shut down. I was so depressed. I was spiraling mean, so so quickly into judging myself for having these emotions, of emotions of fear, feeling afraid, feeling threatened, emotions of insecurity, like I'm not enough, uh, inadequacy. You know, in a way, my pride was hurt.
1: There's just a, a lot of intense. Painful feeling swirling around in there for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then I was, I was feeling it was, it was familiar to maybe sometimes how I felt as a girl and my family growing up. You know, I was the youngest and I mm-hmm. wasn't able, I wasn't competent enough. You know, I wasn't as competent. And so I was starting to feel that again, the familiarity of that. So you're coming into that with me, helped me to stay with it, to put words to it, to try to articulate, because you were asking me you know, what, what's happening. And yeah, so, and
1: I think I said that you s- seemed downhearted and mm-hmm. I was really concerned for you and cared and I wanted to listen if you would want to talk.
0: Well, and you were standing in the doorway blocking me so I couldn't get to the laundry room with a vacuum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was trapping you. Yeah, we, want to, we want to teach all of our listeners. Yeah. When you want to have a conversation <laughs> with your friend or your spouse, just, just trap them. Just get them in a corner there. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, in one sense, honey, it did feel trapping because I wanted to distract from my emotions. But Mm -hmm. in the other sense, it was a loving, it was a loving. I was like, I knew you were with me, giving me courage
1: to not cut off. Do you feel like you could have gotten out of the conversation if you wanted to?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I said to you a couple of times, if you didn't want to talk about it now, that would be okay. Mm -hmm. But that I was, was really interested in praying for you.
0: Yeah, I needed that. And and then at one point I did walk away, walk down the hall and sat on the stairs because I was needing to sit down. And you followed me and you, yep. came and you sat next to me on the stairs and you stayed with me, put your hand on my back and I couldn't even talk because mm-hmm. I just, I just was so upset.
1: Yeah, We were just quiet together for quite a while.
0: Yeah. But you didn't leave. You didn't get impatient. You didn't get angry because you had hopes for tonight. We've been away and you'd been working hard and, in a way, it kind of felt like the night had been spoiled or ruined or sabotaged by this emotional reaction I had. But you—you you never said that. You never—you never got angry at me. You never accused me. You never said you're overreacting or you know why, why are you overreacting to this? Or
1: and these are the things that you were, were thinking, and that's mm-hmm. part of the the p- emotional plummeting that you were going through there, as you were feeling like you had ruined the night mm-hmm. and were you know being Just overcome by too emotions.
0: Too and what was my problem that I. Reacted so strongly,
1: and, and this is such a, a common thing. Sometimes I struggle with this too, and uh, I mean, Christy, we hear this all the time from people yeah. that we talk with, whether it's in our counseling office or in coffee shops or in, in groups, uh, retreats. Uh, we hear from pastors and leaders and all kinds of people that mm-hmm. they struggle with their emotions and they struggle with their relationships, and when they they hit in these tender spots, these places where the, the soul has been bruised mm-hmm. or there's something you know overwhelming or, or, or overly stressing and they're in, internalizing that, that they go into self-condemnation, even self-hatred about that. Oh, I'm too emotional. Oh, I'm not being effective enough. What's the matter with me? I need to just buck up and get strong.
0: Yeah, well, and I also felt tempted to go into anger. I, I could have gotten angry at you and, and our, our board member for suggesting this, that thre- this thing that threatened me so much. Um, I felt temptation towards that, towards trying to make you guys all bad and blame you and go into anger because that feels like a more empowering emotion that yeah. defends against the shame I was feeling and the depression and the inadequacy.
1: In other words, if you could just get uh, judging and, and blaming, mm-hmm. then it pulls you yeah. out of feeling embarrassed and and like you're too emotional yeah. or you're weak or you're the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were resisting that though. Yeah, you, you, I was.
0: Or, or I could have pushed you away knowing that well you have you could easily go up and get to work. you've got a lot of work to do, and you enjoy your work and um you could have easily I could have easily have pushed you into that, pushed you away into your work and and so I had to resist that. that was a temptation
1: yeah, a lot of temptations to emotional cutoff here, mm-hmm. shutting it down, breaking apart, not talking about it, not dealing with it
0: well, and then trying to hide my real feelings because they were embarrassing to share. My real feelings, because I was, feeling, I was feeling insecure, and that's not appealing, you know, to reveal as a wife that I was feeling insecure to, to my husband. I, you know, I don't want you to see that part of me, and so uh, I was tempted to hide that, but you kept inviting. You kept saying, I care. I, I love you. I want to know. I want to understand. Yeah, I do. You wanted to understand what this triggered in me.
1: Yeah, I so appreciate it, honey. Your courage you know, to be vulnerable and, you know, you were feeling uh, at times under the temptation as though you were too weak or like you said, unappealing, this sort of thing. But what I just see is the great strength in your, your self-awareness and your power within your personality to feel these things and to stay with it and to articulate it and to do the, the hard work of the, the inner wrestling through of these very intense and conflicting emotions that are stirring up Things from your history.
0: Well, it was pretty miserable. I felt really trapped. I felt like I couldn't get out of it, and I felt like I'd spoiled the night. And I was disappointed and upset about that. And it felt like it was I was going to be in this pit of emotion forever. Just felt like I was never going to get free of it. But I did. It helped that you know I received your love. I kept calling out for God's grace. I kept mm, praying. Yeah, Jesus is enough for me. Mm. Yeah, I kept praying. Jesus delights in me, I delight in you, my Lord, Mm. and then you were mirroring that to me through staying with me, not leaving me, not trying to fix me, not trying to talk me out of it or rationalize with me.
1: Yeah, see, here's, honey, is more courage and strength in your faith and your trust in God and the fruits of your training over the years. You know, these prayers that you're calling up, these meditations are ones that you've You've done many times before, and so now, here in a, in a time of great need, you know, God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in times of trouble. Psalm 46, we pray. Well, you had some memories and verses and history of engagement with the Lord around particular prayers that you were able to call up, mm-hmm. as well as all the training that you've done over the years in emotions and feeling and articulating what's going on for you and, and trusting and working things through in relationship. This is something that takes time to learn, learn these skills. And then under the stress, then you have, you've done before, you can fall back on and bring it out. And so I'm just so proud of you for doing this work, for trusting me. And then even now, I mean, just not even uh, an hour later, um, maybe an hour later, you know, here we are, you know, sharing with our friends on Soul Talks. I mean, that's a lot of courage and vulnerability.
0: Well, thank you, honey. I mean, if somebody else can benefit from my pain, I want that. That's redemption. That's that's good. And this was your idea to to
1: do this soul talks.
0: Yeah, well, because I want other people to benefit, and I want them to get a vision for a way out without cutting off, for a way through the pain without cutting off.
1: Yeah. What did you say? And you
0: learned this too, honey, because you it used to be that you would have. Gone away in anger. It used to be that you would have yeah. gotten angry, said something angry, cut off, and left, you know, and gone and gone to work or something like that.
1: Yeah, I would have reacted because I would have felt like I was being misunderstood mm-hmm. and judged. Mm-hmm. and
0: Or shut out by me because I was too embarrassed to share what I was feeling.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah. Because when I'm moving towards you with mm-hmm. gentleness and compassion and yeah. being patient and you know, and, and you're having trouble being forthcoming with it. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not pressuring you or hurrying you and a lot of just quiet and being with you, but as you're spiraling into those struggles with self-condemnation yeah. and some of your frustration and anger is leaking out a little bit in, in some mm-hmm. of your comments to yeah. me, yeah, I could, I could react to those things. You yeah. know, if I don't maintain the stance of, of empathy and concern for mm-hmm. you, and if I'm not drawing on the presence of the Lord with me and his compassion for me. See, yeah. I'm in the in the kingdom of God and I'm secure there. And so I'm I'm praying as I'm listening to you, praying for you and trusting the Lord and his grace to be sufficient for me and for you.
0: Well you're praying silently. So at right. the time I wasn't conscious that you were praying for me. But later I thanked you I said you were probably praying for me. Thank you for that. Yeah. Because I couldn't pray at that point effectively. But you were handing me a hand to try to pull me up and I couldn't reach back up and take your hand for a while. And you just kept holding it there. You didn't get mad and get frustrated and you yeah. just say, well, fine, if you don't want it and leave me.
1: Yeah. And that's a temptation. Yeah. That, that cut off. Because when mm-hmm. we offer ourselves to someone in kindness and in generosity and they don't receive it, we, we can feel rejected yeah. by that. Mm-hmm. And then we, we might react with some anger there. And mm-hmm. then that's, that's a place where there can be a parting and a, and a rejecting.
0: Yeah. But then you did give me space because then... You said, you know, what do you need now? And then I said, well, let's go up and get ready for bed. And then actually I took a shower because I needed to be able to feel the water on me and Mm. have that visual of Christ's grace cleansing me. And so that was helpful to take a shower and to think about washing all that shame off that I was feeling. Letting the Lord cleanse me with
1: that. I'm so glad that you did that and that you had that time of emotional healing and refreshment there. With the Lord, just in quiet there in the shower. And you really came out uh, a new person there.
0: Well, but I still had emotions I shared. I, I came back to you. That's I right. Said, we did have, have sort more, of a, a part two more, there, didn't we? Because I yeah. had more awareness again yeah. from that. And I said, I am I have some more feelings.
1: And emotions are like that. They just yeah. they come in waves.
0: Yeah. And so I was able to be more articulate than before. Yeah. Because when I was in all of the despair of the motion, I couldn't get many words. So I was able to explain a little more. You were patiently listening again with me again,
1: well, thank you so much for the blessing of sharing your heart with me and your your emotions and your tenderness. I'm just very honored and blessed, Christy, that you trust me and with your your vulnerability. And it's these kinds of uh, working through of pain and uh, difficulty and tension even between us that Uh, Forges an increasingly intimate relationship that is really the the blessing of life and tunes us into God. Oh, you want to pray? Yeah. Okay, thanks, honey.
0: Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you don't cut off from us when we're having difficult and painful and negative emotions. Thank you, Lord, that you teach us not to cut off from ourselves, from you and your love, and from those that you have given us to be ambassadors of you that love us. Continue to grow us in this, Jesus.
1: Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Our prayer is that Soul Talks helps you to follow Jesus for deeper life and greater influence.
0: Many of you tell us that listening to Soul Talks each week and then sharing your thoughts and feelings with your spouse or friend has been a life-giving rhythm for you.
1: It's easy to use the share button on your podcast app or iTunes to pass on Soul Talks to your friends.
0: Also, all of our podcast episodes are on soulshepherding.org, so you can paste a link into an email.
1: We love hearing your comments and questions. You can connect with us on our website, on social media, or by replying to our weekly Soul Shepherding devotional email.